Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. to get through and look hey speaking of sport Australia won a magnificent game of cricket unfortunately there had to be one loser and today it is New Zealand oh, what a win for the Aussies yes up the Aussies how good is the cricket world cup we've got so much to get through no, on that okay I think I think we should probably move on yes all right what's next it's over Springboks! Yeah! Yeah! The great thing about being a New Zealand sports supporter is that you're already in the correct clothes for morning. It's yes, <laughs> the All Blacks. Well done to the Aussies and the South Africans. All right, let's move on. Let's Constellation go Cup. Okay, yes! Let's go. Let's go to the big news of the week. Your 21st is usually a pretty big party, but for the world's oldest chicken, it's a particularly significant milestone. He got 11 secret herbs and spices. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. He's now the world's oldest zinger twister, which is yeah. a, lovely, a lovely touch. Uh, let's learn more about the world's oldest chicken. Peanut has been a pampered hen, carried around the property and fed her favourite meal every day of blueberries and yoghurt. And still to come, a White House welcome for the Prime Minister ahead of tough talks. Wow, the world's oldest president. Isn't yes, that <laughs> that's amazing. That is the order here at 10 News First. Yeah, there's a big important meeting in Washington, but there's a chicken that likes yogurt. <laughs> that's the main thing. Let's move on to that major meeting in the US. Breaking news, the Prime Minister and the President get down to business. But first, a cat that eats cheesels. No, this is it. This is the big story. Anthony Albanese's big trip to the US. Which all started at the White House. Anthony Albanese gets a star-spangled welcome. That band was big when Biden was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, love, those, love those guys. That's ACBC. Wow. I believe. Look, Albo and Biden both made big speeches outside the White House. The PM focused on the enduring nature of uh, the diplomatic relationship. And the President focused on something else. Let us write the next chapter in our alliance together. I thank you, Mr President. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> It was a lapel microphone, he got confused, yeah. It was a Chinese bug, apparently. Wow. They heard everything. <laughs> then came the big night. The Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, has been honoured with a formal steak dinner at the White House. Major moment. Ooh. What more can you tell us, Roz? Female frogs play dead in order to avoid mating with males. Sort of meant about the dinner, but that's OK. Let's go back to the dinner. Yes, all eyes were on the arrivals. Uh, and just to elaborate on, let's pick up, bring up the shot uh, to give you set the scene, folks, when the guests start arriving. Um, who's going to be there from Australia, Annalise, while we've got that? Well, nothing's happening there at the moment, but there you go. That's uh, setting the scene for you. I think Jamie Jury's arrived, but apart from that, no one yet. It was a star-studded list of big names and familiar faces. Well, we're continuing to watch these uh, entrances at the White House. Um, not recognising any names or faces. 
that's how I feel when I watch The Masked Singer. Yeah. <laughs> Look, let's go to Channel 9. And I love these arrivals who very quickly go from not wanting a fuss to stealing the spotlight. Live to the White House where guests are starting to arrive at the state dinner hosted by Joe oh. Biden, oh. Anthony Albanese All right, we will have and a photo. Yeah. the second <laughs> first man. It's nice for Joe Biden to invite his kids. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a couple of his schoolmates, uh, yeah. <laughs> Adam and Eve. Um... <laughs> there was a real absence of Aussie celebrities there. No Margot, no Keith and Nicole. But one Aussie rapper was there. Some of the people that have been coming in and out, Kid Leroy is the first one, which, uh, as we saw before, the uh, boyfriend, <laughs> Red friend. Yeah. I think that's Grandpa Leroy. Yeah, then came the big moment. The arrival of the President, the PM and their partners. We will continue to bring you those live events as they come in over the course of the morning. Are we going back to Nancy Greer? OK, fantastic, great. <laughs> uh, Nancy Greer, thank you so much for standing by. Tell us more about the female frogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can we just see the four of the, those leaders again? Yeah, there they are there. Look, given the age difference, I reckon they look like the winners of... My mum, your dad. <laughs> Anyway, they soon sat down for dinner. What was on the menu? The menu, carefully designed by three chefs. Button-up pumpkin soup with a hazelnut chocolate mousse to finish. So soup and mousse, it's been carefully designed so the president could take his teeth out. It was a lovely, it was a lovely menu. Lovely menu. There was an interesting detail in the kitchen. One thing that I thought was of note for this particular state dinner is that the, uh, on a side note, the culinary team, they're saying, uh, is made up entirely of women. So there's mm. uh, a message, it seems, that the White House is also trying to send there. <laughs> women, stay in the kitchen. <laughs> You said it. Uh, <laughs> no. no. I've got some career-ending views. That yeah. I want. Uh, look, Anthony Albanese, at the end of the dinner, uh, gave a lovely toast. To friendship. So Anthony Albanese's next stop is a trip to China. And he got some interesting advice from One Nation's James Ashby. When he heads to China, that's a completely different story. China, kind of like the friend that, you know, you keep at arm's length uh, because, you know, they're only using you to try and get to your wife. <laughs> James, James Ashby had another try at that metaphor. I want China to have a trading relationship very similar to the one that I have with Coles or Woolworths. I walk in, I do my shopping, I walk out, we're done. Look, at the end of the day, it's all about... The relationship with China. The relationship. The relationship. The relationship. The relationship. The relationship. My relationship deal-breaker is if they don't have a good tan. Perfect. On that note, we've got to take a break. Back with more TV. happening in the world this week. Where do we start? Let's have a look now at what's happening around our region over the weekend with Janine Jacobson. Thanks, Rob. It's going to be a very exciting weekend. My, my, how can you resist ABBA's legacy with the Mech hosting a night of 70s hits thanks to tribute band BABBA? Okay, so we've got Halloween and BABBA. 
It gets scarier and scarier. Probably <laughs> <laughs> Babbitt didn't get an invite to perform at the White House. <laughs> well, it is that time of year. Happy Halloween, folks. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. And to you, Phil. Phil Baker there, independent market commentator. <laughs> yes. Happy Halloween. Kids across the country are dressing up as skeletons, grim readers and Phil Baker, independent market commentator. Oh, grim readers. What are those? <laughs> Very similar to grim speakers, which is what I just did. Yes, grim readers. <laughs> That's actually a great Halloween idea. It is, isn't it? The Grim, yeah. the grim Reader. It's sort of a book with a hood. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween. It's such a magical time of year. Full of fun. The environmental downsides of Halloween, lots of plastic, polyester. Flammable materials can pose a serious risk. It wouldn't take much for them to set alight. All the pumpkins that are wasted. If not secured properly, button batteries can easily be swallowed, causing catastrophic injuries in as little as two hours. Hours. What fun! Happy Halloween! Now that's some grim reading. It is. I say. <laughs> it is. Look, it is Halloween today, and of course, the, the Today Show got into the spirit. Oh, oh good morning. Hey, good morning, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's too early. It's too early for that. No, I love your enthusiasm. Love your enthusiasm. <laughs> Look, in the US, they take their Halloween costumes very seriously. Well, Halloween is exactly one week away, and the big question is do you have your costume yet? I do not. Halloween is exactly one week away. Of course, the big question is, do you have your costume yet? I do not. Do you have yours? It's now less than one week until Halloween, and the big question continues to be, do you have your costume yet? Uh, no, I do not. And the big question continues to be, do you have your costume yet? No, I do not have my costume yet. And the big question is, do you have your costume yet? I do not. I've been slept. And the big question is, do you have your costume yet? It's been about two months I've been trying to plan. No, I do not have mine. <laughs> Get your costume. Are they celebrating Halloween or Groundhog Day? What are they doing? Meanwhile. Can we just see him again, though? Because I reckon he does have his costume ready. I reckon he's come dressed as Phil Baker, independent market commentator. <laughs> well done. That's a great costume. That's a great costume. Look, some are paying tribute to their favourite pop stars. She's one of the most famous women in the world, but now Taylor Swift has been immortalised as a pumpkin. <laughs> Madame Tussauds run out of wax, have they? <laughs> Not everyone was into it. And uh, it's only 12 past 7, cats, but that's the worst thing I have seen all day. <laughs> She's so gorgeous. <laughs> Can we say that again? Anyway, Liza Minnelli looks well, doesn't she? she uh... <laughs> well, look, New Zealand Breakfast TV, they went away from the traditional pumpkins this year. In the age of sustainability, we thought we'd delve into a new take on decorations. Halloween decorations. Because nothing says Halloween like some raw broccoli and a capsicum. <laughs> that's not Halloween, that's HelloFresh. <laughs> Can we just check back in with the Today Show? Hey, good morning to you. Well, it is not Wednesday. Okay, it is Sunday, but we've got the Morticia vibe going yes! now.
He's put, he's put the nut into butternut. <laughs> what, what is going on there? Look, Halloween, it's all a bit of good-natured fun. It's still a very much a family affair. People bring their kids and, and have a good day out. Let's take a look at all that family fun. <laughs> One for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> on offer. We've got motorbike jousting, we've got fire jousting, um, we've got a bloodbath to start the night off. And how much are kids' tickets? Because that looks good. <laughs> Look, Adelaide is putting on a very special Halloween event. Rosanna, there is plenty of spooktacular family fun here at Boo at the Zoo. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Welcome. Just good to see Koshy back in the box. <laughs> um, look, Halloween, it's all about the kids. Happy with the pumpkin patch. We've got to have something for the little kids. Yep. Not just the big kids. Okay. <laughs> okay. Back in the kitchen. <laughs> it's got a bit of stank on it when you say it, but yeah. it's all about me, the decoration. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Yeah. I don't mean that. It's all about the decorations. <laughs> she just tell you the dress. Yes, I got my little pussy cat there. Meow. Yeah. And is this for trick or treating? Yeah, the beautiful. Daddy? Have a look at these beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> How hungry is this guy? We need an independent market consultant to go right in there and fix that. Can we just check back in with Janine Jacobson? And if you have an event coming up, make sure to email us at newsmky at seven.com.au. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you. You, well, I think I'll see you next Thursday. Oh, uh, Janine, I hope we see you back. <laughs> <laughs> hope you're alive. Conquering your fear of commitment there. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Rightio, time to move on now. And it's been a big week in the world of condiments. <laughs> so we're spreading ourselves thin. Yes, this is where we talk all things spreads, dressings. <laughs> Chutneys and relishes. In fact, we're relishing the chance to do so in spreading ourselves, wow. spreading ourselves thin. And we veggie might not see the segment ever again. <laughs> Funny you mentioned Vegemite. Australia's favourite spread, Vegemite, officially turns 100 today. The same as Shervo. Yeah. Yes, Vegemite has turned 100. Or in other words... 100 years ago today, yeast cells scraped from the bottom of beer barrels mixed with salt, <laughs> celery and onion hit the shelves in Melbourne. Wow, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Where, is, where does that sound familiar? Uh, anyway, continuing with spreading ourselves thin. It's a great segment. It is. <laughs> and look, it is Vegemite's 100th anniversary and, of course, you all know the iconic song. We're happy little Vegemites as bright as bright can be. We all enjoy it. Oh, she's off. <laughs> <laughs> He's out And a reminder, you can catch the rest of Babber at the Mackay Entertainment Centre. They're looking good. But people get really experimental when it comes to Vegemite. Vegemite and Avo. Janice, give it a go. I don't think I will. OK, maybe not. Maybe not. What if it came with a side of diplomacy? That's a... <laughs> diplomacy? <laughs> How do you say it? Diplomacy. Diplomano, diplomato. Anyway, to say it. Diplomacy! If you've just joined us, Mel is losing her mind. But no time for that, Mel. This is spreading ourselves thin. And we're talking Vegemite, and of course, there's that age old debate whether to keep it in the fridge or cupboard. 
belongs in the cupboard. We didn't need a short film. <laughs> Does it belong in the fridge or the pantry or the deleted scenes? Yes. <laughs> we'll leave the sign off to Seven News reporter Rex Quayle. Rex Quayle. Seven News. That's dinner tonight sorted. <laughs> no, that's breakfast. What are you doing? <laughs> And all too soon, yes. I guess we've landed butter side up because that brings us to the end of... Spreading yeah. ourselves thin. We've got to take a break. Back with more cheap seats. Fix of arts and entertainment to take us through it all. Would you please welcome to the desk our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM? It's Mel Tresina. <laughs> Love to see you, Mel. Thank you. I've come straight from the kitchen where I belong. <laughs> I've got a roast going, so I'll be quick. <laughs> oh, if that's humanly possible. <laughs> what have you been watching? Well, I know that Halloween is almost over, but for me, Christmas has come early because Love Island Australia dropped last wow. night. Thank you, thank you. It's a big moment. Let's meet one of the New Islanders. I have a theory. There's people that are cups and there's people that are jugs. And so these cup people, they only have this much love to give. But some people are jugs and they really need this much love. I think I'm a jug. I think we're all looking at her jugs. <laughs> it's an interesting theory, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, go around calling women jugs. No, that's not the take-out. That's not the take-out. That's not the take out. That's not the take out. Uh, what about Islander Kira? What is she looking for? My perfect man would be tall, tattoos, obsessed with tattoos. The more the better. I like the piercings. I feel like my look is just like, look like you've been to jail. <laughs> I reckon she'd be better suited to find love on border security. <laughs> is she a cup or a job? Where is she? Because that's, that's interesting. She could be a schooner. <laughs> <laughs> what about intruder Lucinda, who was last seen on Love Island UK? I was 21, I didn't know what I wanted, and now I'm 23, I know exactly what I want. <laughs> So much older and wiser. <laughs> 23, get that old hag off our screen. I know. Lucinda has never dated an Aussie man before. Has she been with any Aussie guys? I literally have not been with any Aussie guys before. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down. Settle down, boys. Settle down. I don't think she ever will. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the show is all about Islanders getting to know each other and asking those all-important, deep and meaningful questions. If you were to be a fruit, what fruit would you identify as? I feel like I would be an apple because I'm, like, hard on the outside but sweet on the inside. OK. Aww, okay. Nice. I'd be like a banana. Don't have time for the whole fruit, but I reckon we move on. Would you say you're more a cup or a jug? I don't know. <laughs> what fruit would uh, you... Well, keep... I'd be a Taylor Swift pumpkin. <laughs> Not a kiwi fruit? <laughs> yeah. Mel, what fruit would you um, be? I would probably be a tomato. Oh, yeah, interesting. No. How about you? Somewhere between a lychee and a pomegranate, I reckon. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Bit fruity. Why have you thought about this? <laughs> <laughs> it's just an interesting theory. A lychee and pomegranate are both not very popular fruits. <laughs> <laughs>
to an acquired power. <laughs> anyway, Love Island, it's officially back and the happy couples are all sound asleep. Private we moment. take one off a snap and <laughs> just come in. Watching everything. Yeah. Uh, on The Masked Singer, we saw Husey using his sharp methods of deduction to come to this conclusion. In this job, you've got to be consistent and persistent. Nothing's impossible. Mission impossible? Is it Tom Cruise? <laughs> silly because that costume is clearly over five foot so yeah if it was Tom Cruise he'd be in the joey pouch wouldn't he out the front <laughs> but at least Husey was offering guesses yeah. unlike Mel B of course the past where you're headed is never clear no idea <laughs> that was the same thing she said when they took the mask off no yeah. idea and as the season nears its end and we reached a new milestone with Husey's guessing you are royalty your Netflix deal hasn't worked out. It is Megan Markle. Oh, oh my God! Nothing could be worse than that. Actually, I changed my mind. I reckon I'll be a cumquat. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, on Old People's Home for Teenagers, the group were tasked with making a podcast. You are going to be creating a podcast and sharing stories of resilience. Sounds good? What is a podcast? <laughs> kind of jealous that she doesn't know what a podcast is. It's weird. Do you have a podcast? No. Do you? No? No. Do you? you do have a podcast. What are you talking about? Yeah, you do Why have, you a have a podcast. Why are you talking about your podcast? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you about your podcast? Talk about your podcast. Oh, Come on, tell everyone. Tell everyone about it. <laughs> Why don't you have a podcast? <laughs> Isn't it like about little cars and stuff? They need a race cars. They need a race car podcast. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> I can see your brain searching for another fruit. <laughs> I thought you two were jugs. <laughs> You're acting like cups. Them's fighting words. I haven't done the podcast for about two years, so that's why, that's why I wasn't keen to talk about it, because it, uh, it's just been... I'm sorry to hear about your podcast. <laughs> All right. If <laughs> you can both get stuffed. <laughs> Anyway, when it comes to dogs, I relate to John. My little dog, eh? Oh, so uh, fuck, Terry, eh? Yeah. You yeah. yeah. want my little dog? Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Good, eh? Yeah. My little dog. Oh, nice. So that's what pet owners did before Instagram. Yeah. Got yeah. Okay. I'm going to adopt John. <laughs> so cute. Should get him on my podcast. <laughs> Over to streaming and Binge have rebooted the Sydney version of The Real Housewives oh. with an all-new cast of people you'd never want to hang out with in person. <laughs> and there's already some tense history between some of them. Christy Marsh, she said this funny thing to me first time I met her. She's like, are, are, you, are you a porn star? And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> 
think I saw it on that porno Two Girls One Jug. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline. I think her fruits would be melons. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, Caroline decided to throw Kate a festival-themed 40th birthday party. I love a dress-up party because I was the queen of kids' parties. <laughs> Put some ice cream cones in those things. <laughs> That's my week in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Tresina! week in the world of sport to bring us up to speed. Would you please welcome writer, comedian, it's Merrick Woods! Thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming on. Wonderful to be here. Lovely to see you. I want to start uh, with the big story of the sports week, and that, of course, is South Africa beating New Zealand. Let's talk about it. Sorry, Mel. No, no. You take as long as you need. Uh, <laughs> it's a 25-minute segment that has been allocated. If you, want uh, to play, if you want to play the whole game again, f f feel free. It's going to be a highlights, but a whole replay is fine. Let's by do that. Okay. We pick up the action. Well, New Zealand gave their very, very best. Unfortunately, it was nowhere near enough. Um, <laughs> as, oh boy, it was the TR. Yeah, but it's not about the points. It's about not going home with the trophy. That's right. That is so true. I mean, if we really... I mean, I don't, I'm not a sport expert. Well, I, obviously I am, because otherwise I wouldn't be here. That's right. But I'm pretty sure winning is the biggest part of the game. <laughs> but having said that, the Springboks, um, obviously very focused on business, and they realised straight away after the victory there was no time to celebrate. Carlton Anna. I've been Rupert Cox, and on behalf of the... of World Rugby... On the HBS production team, we've done an outstanding job all time. Thank you for watching. But actually, it turns out there was a bit of time. There was a little bit of time. There's, there's, there's a little bit of time. Five months between a dance and a concussion test, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. And somebody just said, can you just walk along the white yeah. line? He's going, I am. Yeah. <laughs> and in the Women's Pacific Championships, it appears there's no perfect time to celebrate. I'm just really proud of the girls, you know, we... <laughs> Made a promise that we're all in today. This is our last game of the year. Here we go. Sorry, there's a. We won. There's a slight mistake. We've shown a winning New Zealand clip. Yeah. So, <laughs> apologies. Look at the... Would you play that one again? I don't think we can. And in breaking news overnight, former Spanish football president Louis Rubiales has been banned from all football activities for three years after his incident with the Spanish Women's World Cup team celebrations. Yeah, quite notorious. He's been banned from the sport for three years, but in good news, he's also been banned from Tinder for ten. That's good news. <laughs> so, that's good news. Now, you were saying off-air that you thought the punishment was a bit tough. <laughs> I said stop attacking my people, is what I said. <laughs> right. The A-League men's new season is back and soccer can be the most heartbreaking of sports, but often no more so than for the keeper. Oh, Redmayne, goodness oh. me! Oh. A free gift! Oh. And Nicola Mahalskis wasn't going to miss that oh. one. An absolute... 
absolute calamity. Oh, that's Andrew yeah. Redman. He was the Socceroos hero. Yeah, oh. absolutely. He's often referred to as the grey wiggle, yeah, yeah. but um, after that game, he was referred to as the red-faced wiggle. Oh, right. Yeah, right. He's embarrassed himself, um, unfortunately. But he, he did say that he had a, a bit of a look at the game afterwards and what he did right and what he did wrong, yeah. and he believes that when he went and kicked the post as opposed to the ball, <laughs> that was a mistake. Oh, now <laughs> That he's, now yeah. that you point that out, that yeah. is interesting. He said yeah. he's hoping to learn from it, which I f- see as a real growth mindset. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, to cheer himself up, Redmayne watched this clip from the AFC game between Bali United, that's right, what? and yeah, <laughs> Bali United wow. and the Central Coast Mariners. Jeez, big crowd. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Isn't that heartbreaking? The only thing there, the only positive, of course, because Bali did lose, Bali United, um, they lost that game. But the upside is that they are the only team in the entire competition that doesn't have to organise an end-of-season trip. (laughs) (laughs) Because... um, they live there. Where are we going, guys? Here. Yeah, we're staying. <laughs> I'll get the bin tanks. Awesome. <laughs> and what a week for the Matildas, beating Iran 2-0 on Thursday and then an 8-0 win over the Philippines on Sunday. Midfielder Kyra Cooney-Cross is so competitive that she had a bet with a fan but ended up losing her jersey. there. Jersey. Yep. She lost the bet and she's also been reported to the Gambler's Hotline for that one as well. <laughs> to cricket, where Stuart Broad has shown that the art of sledging is in decline as fast as funding for the arts in Australia. So Pat went over to Long On, like way away from me, and the crowd are booing him when they walk back. And I'm shouting from, you know, what is it, 60 metres, Pat, Pat, all these boos, they're for you, mate. All of them, they're for you. Oh. He's a classic, uh, isn't he? Uh, what a story. Yeah. <laughs> what an anecdote. I, I mean, you just feel like you could sit around for hours yeah. listening to that, don't you? <laughs> really like... I guess he had to be there. Yeah. 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 The best sledge I've ever heard in cricket, and I, there's a few different stories about whether or not, you know, it's, it's where it came from, but apparently an Australian fast bowler uh, went up to a slightly pudgy uh, cricketer from Zimbabwe and said, why are you so fat? And the retort was... Because every time I sleep with your wife, she gives me a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I stopped playing cricket. (laughs) Just quickly, you're from a very famous family of New Zealand cricketers. Are there any great sledges in your family? Oh, we're actually quite nice people. (laughs) (laughs) We don't really do that thing in New Zealand. We sort of go, good job, man. Sportsmanship. Yeah. 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 Well, if Stuart Broad wants to do comedy, he need look no further than our very own Mitch Marsh. Yeah, I mentioned to Davey Warner, maybe he can bat three, but uh, I've got a firm firm no from him, so um, that's us being sarcastic there, guys. That's a good one. That's how it's done. <laughs> because I think what we all love is when jokes are explained. Yes. In, in the moment. I love the spontaneity. He was being, he was being sarcastic. He was. <laughs> and that was being ironic. Look at that. Two for... <laughs>
Two for the price of one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh, wonderful. It's spring racing carnival yes. time, which means that we bring out the best and the brightest. Sports next with Laura Spurway. And Laura, what a finish at Mooney Valley. Wasn't it, Mike? It's already being hailed one of the best cock plates ever. <laughs> Boner appetite. <laughs> <laughs> one of the great cock plates. I was, yeah. was going to ask, is somebody who's worn a cock plate before, um, is it, <laughs> how does it rate? Look, it's, it's right up there. <laughs> um, look, we've got to take a break. You can see Merrick and a whole bunch of other excellent comedians at Comedy in the Vines on the 11th and 12th of November. Please check it out. Would you please thank... Merrick Watts. Thank you. Welcome back to the Chief Seat. And it's time for our next guest. Cameron Jane. Cameron Jane. Cameron Jane. Let's go shoot some guns. This has been cooked at 200 degrees for four hours. That's really dry. <laughs> Would you please welcome comedian and massive film buff, it's Cameron Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful to see you, Cam. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Thanks so much for coming on. It's a it's a big time of year. Mm. Of course, today's Halloween. Mm -hmm. You a bit of a Halloween fan? Oh yeah. Listen, I uh, I I love Halloween. I've always loved it since I was a kid, and uh, I haven't told many people this, but I loved spooky stuff so much growing up that when I was twenty one. I got a job as a singing waiter wow. at a very low-budget, horror-themed theatre restaurant in Newcastle. Wow. And we've got a photo there, the cabin-themed restaurant. Cabin theatre oh, yeah. restaurant. Very spooky. Watch very out, spooky. Draculas. <laughs> They're coming for you. Yeah. The spookiest thing about that place was the uh, fettuccine carbonara. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> very scary stuff. <laughs> so as you probably saw from that picture, you know, everyone has a, a horror-themed character. Yeah, We've got right. the main lady was a vampire lady. Uh, the bartender was a werewolf. Any guesses what kind of character I might have played? Well, well tonight you've come as a scary Irwin. I'm the one that should have got fed to the cross. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I don't know. What else? So what, what about yeah. that? There were witches? Yeah, absolutely. All right, you're going to kick yourselves because this is right in front of your faces the entire time. Mm. I uh, played the character of Johnny Depp's Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. Three Coronas. <laughs> where have the Coronas gone? That was sort of the... Yeah. My impression of him now is more, where has my career gone? That's kind of the, yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. I was going to say, dressing up as Johnny Depp just regularly would be more terrifying. But... <laughs> yeah. He has become a horror villain these yes, days. Yeah. yeah. So I know that you're a massive movie buff. Mm. You're a massive horror movie buff as well? Love it. I love uh, all sorts of scary stuff. It doesn't have to be movies. It can be TV. Uh, Real Housewives of Sydney is that coming is, back out. That, that looks terrifying. scary. The prosthetics alone, you know. It looks... Uh, <laughs> I, do, I do love horror movies, uh, Halloween, Freddy Krueger, anything with Kevin Spacey in it. That scares me a lot. Yeah, that is yes. scary. That is scary. And a lot of people criticise horror movies. They say that they keep retreading the same ground over and over again, but that's just not true. This year alone, we've had such brand new films as Scream 6, The Exorcist 6, <laughs> Evil Dead 5, Insidious 5, The Nun 2, which is technically The Conjuring 8, <laughs> Saw 10, The Omen 6, 
Pet Cemetery 4, Resident Evil 11, Godzilla 38, wow. and the scariest sequel of them all, Book Club 2, that The is... Next Chapter. Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry. What, what book do you think they'll get horny for this year, guys? <laughs> there should have been... Sorry. Should have been a warning before we showed that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. None of these films got good reviews, but I was actually a big fan of Scream 6, oh, right. which, uh, as you can see, is mostly about how gross public transport is. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> Those are the ticket inspectors seeing if you've paid your <laughs> Yeah, that should have been the tagline. Yeah. They forgot to tap on yeah. and now they've tapped off. <laughs> yes. I actually saw that at the movies by myself. Did you really? Oh, wow. I did. I tried to rope people in with me. My wife didn't want to come. Wow. Uh, none of my friends would come. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm 35 years old. Yeah. I'm a grown man. I'm going to go and watch Scream 6 alone, yes. experience the horror. Yeah. So uh, I booked a ticket to the 11.30am session. Mums and buffs. Mums and buffs. I went by myself. Not only was yeah. I by myself, I was the only person in the cinema. Wow. And I'm happy to tell you and I'm happy to tell everyone at home, I've never been more fucking scared in my life. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. This is how scared I was. At one point I realised that I was standing up in my row with my arms folded. <laughs> And someone, I didn't even realise I was, I was just standing like this. And then a lady came in to check on me. A lady that worked there just came in and just went, hey, are you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, well, you're scaring the projector guy. You're really freaking him out. Like, sorry, sorry, sat back down. Scary stuff. But it wasn't just it wasn't just Scream Six. You also enjoyed a couple of the other horror movies. Of course, I really enjoyed the new Exorcist movie, The Exorcist Six, aka Exorcist Believer. This is a sequel to the 1973 original, and it's got all the things I want in an Exorcist movie. It's got a mystery, Catholic imagery, great effects, and when the girls get possessed, they talk like this. Are you looking for Regan? Are you looking for Regan? It's my favourite thing about possession movies is that uh, when they get possessed, they don't sound evil, they sound like Husey, which is really <laughs> scary. They all, like, Are you looking for Reagan? Welcome back to the Masked Singer. Yes. <laughs> I think it's Megan Markle. <laughs> the original Exorcist has some of my favourite scares of all time, including this shot of one of Mel Bracewell's weird netball workouts, which you're about to see. There it is. Yeah. Traveling. I missed one of Tim after the Logies this year. <laughs> big night, wasn't it? I sent you that in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> now, most people's big issue with these movies is the music. I always hear people say, oh, they just put tense music underneath normal footage and that makes it seem scary. I've never bought that, so I decided to try it for myself. Channel 10 executives, if you're watching, and I know you are... Uh, I, I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> On 10 play. Yeah. Um, here's my pitch for a brand-new horror series for Paramount. Hi, I'm Tim McDonald. What? And I'm Melanie Bracewell. Scary stuff. So spooky. How you got our pilot, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we've got to take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please thank the wonderful Cameron James? Yeah. Mel, what fruit would you um, be? I would probably be a tomato. Oh, yeah, interesting. I know. How about you? 
somewhere between a lychee and a pomegranate, I reckon. <laughs> Beautiful. Hmm. Well... It hits harder on second viewing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to change it to sour grapes, cos I'm <laughs> happy. Welcome back to the cheap seats. Let's get a check of the weather. I have a few weather photos worth showing, not sunrises or sunsets, thank goodness, but I suddenly got busy, so dropped that idea, maybe tomorrow. Until then, enjoy whatever you're doing, <laughs> and I'll catch you on the weekend. I'm busy again. There's a Category 5 tsunami. I don't have time to tell you guys about yeah. it. So, um... Well, let's see what's making news in the UK. Let me tell you I love my postman. What? He wears shorts all year round, even in sub-zero temperatures. And he's got quite the most gorgeous knobbly knees. Okay. <laughs> I love that Mark's big opinion is, my postie looks good in shorts. What an opinion. <laughs> um, but we got busy. We don't have time to show you them. So we'll uh, <laughs> see you on the rebound. <laughs> Rightio, it is that time of the show. Time to award our... Our incredible reporters covering big stories. And stories don't come any bigger than this one. Allowing male racegoers to wear shorts. This is Melbourne's <laughs> Nine News. It is a big story. The Victorian Racing Club have changed their rules so guys can wear shorts at the races. Shocking. And with a story like this, there's only one man for the job. So no matter whether you agree or not, the longer the shorter it is, shorts are in. So fellas, be prepared to... Parade those pins. Alan Rascal, Nine News. Alan Rascal, parading those pins. He is the best. And he's got quite the most gorgeous knobbly knees. He certainly does. Yes, it wasn't the only place Alan showed up this week. So why not pop in and see the world from a different perspective? The BBC Earth experience is out of this world. Alan Rascal, Nine News. The dangers of sitting too long are well publicised. <laughs> Congratulations to our favourite, Alan Rascal. You are our... Yeah, on that note, we're done. We'll see you next week right here in the Chiefs. Yeah.